Yeah, I'll fuck with them. Now, this cover, this sheet shit business not here. Oh, you know they take over this shit. Okay, here you go. All right, folks, hold on tight. Things are getting really dangerous out there. Reports started streaming in yesterday that a commander in Russia's People's Militia has suggested that nuclear weapon use by Russia is the only option to win this war with Ukraine. Alexander Kotobovsky, the commander of Russia's militia, <clears throat> pointed to nuclear weapon use as a way that Russia will win this war. This is when he appeared on state television. He said that Russia's military has authorized <coughs> and realized that their resources have their limits. He suggests that they have to turn to nuclear weapons to win this war against Ukraine. Everyone realizes that the next spiral of escalation can only be the nuclear stage of war, Kodobovsky says. Russia, he says, could deploy nuclear weapons if NATO crosses certain boundaries. If NATO becomes directly involved in the military conflict, so far the West has limited its involvement, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We have a lot of breaking information on today's news broadcast, and we have a lot of things that get missed in the headlines as they discuss more important things to Western media. The uh, Russian militia leaders warned that Russia lacks the ability to combat NATO and America using just conventional weapons. We don't have that ability, he says. We are a country which is now fighting the entire Western world. We do not have the resources to defeat NATO with conventional means, but we have nuclear weapons for that. We built them specifically, he says, for these situations. This is why there is only one option. Now, I want you to take note as the media around you, your friends and family, the people at your work, they're watching very westernized agendas. They are not hearing about how Russia is seeing that this is a world war already. The problem is that when Russia sees this as a world war, it becomes a world war because Russia is not going to stop until they win. And they know that NATO and the West are not going to stop until they gain more control over that European region. They don't want Russia to have as much power as it has. But I have a real <coughs> and driving concern that China is the puppet master playing Russia like a puppet. And Russia is depleting America and NATO's weapons and artillery. It's depleting their will to fight. And then when NATO and America have very little left and they're at a five-year timeline to replenish what they have lost, that is when China will strike. Now, this is where things are starting to line up. While we don't discuss religion often on this channel, it would be unwise to take heed of the leadership that has driven countries to wars for centuries. And now a part of that leadership is that is still believed to be in control of nations around the world. Let's face it, these nations bow to the crown. They uh, kneel down and kiss the finger, the ring of power of this individual. The Pope is now warning of a world war beyond measure, saying that he has seen omens of even greater destruction and desolation for all of mankind. At a mass of the Vatican, the Pope, said uh, that he has a dire vision of the world with omens of an even greater destruction. Despite the current difficult times for the world with wars, particularly between Russia and Ukraine, 
despite the rising cost of living, the differentiation between the haves and the have-nots, social violence, famine, poverty, and international crisis in energy. You see, they are plainly laying out all of these problems. When your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, your family, whoever it might be, say there's really nothing wrong, it's because they are being told there is nothing wrong. So here you have the Pope and the Vatican admitting all of these issues, but they say at this bleak and disconcerting time, there are omens of greater destruction and desolation. He urges Vatican, uh, Vatican or Catholic participants to get involved with each other without delay. Now this gets deep. To go out and meet your brothers and sisters who have been forgotten and discarded by our consumerist and indifferent societies. Now what's the Pope actually telling people to do? Think about it for just a minute. He's telling people to build survival groups, to become independent and in small localized groups. He says, go out and meet your brothers and sisters, urging the congregation to get involved with each other without delay. He's basically telling you, you need a survival group. Now, I don't practice Catholicism. I know many people don't here. I know that there's a lot of corruption and evil that exists at the top tiers of every religion. What I do know is that the Catholic Church was a driving factor in wars of our world's past, and it still is today. It's just behind a veil of secrecy and one of darkness. And so when they tell the congregation to build survival groups, you had better wake up and listen and start doing just that with your friends and family. Russia is said to be furious. Reports that European countries are already engaging Russian soldiers is an act of war, says Russia. That's one military strategist for the Russian side. This is after Lieutenant General Robert McGowan admitted to the world that the Royal Marines have already been taking part in covert operations inside of Ukraine where he says that commandos supported discrete operations in a hugely sensitive environment. Now you have an admission here that there are European soldiers on Ukrainian soil fighting against Russia, maybe defending assets, maybe participating in transportation, maybe training individuals, but it doesn't matter. When you have these soldiers inside of Ukrainian territory, they are fighting Russia. And so you have what is not being called on mainstream media yet a world war. You have multiple nuclear nations fighting against each other over a common territory. This is literally just the beginning. While admitting that the acknowledged missions carried a high level of political and military risk, politicians hoping to keep this information under tight secrecy say that this has the potential to blow the entire war out of the water. Even going so far as to give descriptions of the events, the lieutenant general admitted to a single instance where he said there were more than 350 Marines and 45 commandos sent into Ukraine on so-called armed escort missions. This was as far back as when Russian troops were massing for an invasion deeper into Ukrainian territory. The commandos, he says, return to pivotal positions and have 
remained stations or stationed according to some strategists to protect key areas should the region fall to the hands of Russian soldiers. This one individual warns is the first time that the military has admitted to having British forces taking part in special operations while in Ukraine under a war against Russia. It's believed that they are still there now, or at least iterations of their teams, training and working with Ukrainians. And it is said that the commandos are specialists in Arctic warfare. And what's Ukraine fighting right now? A winter war. A Royal Navy spokesperson combated concerns over this information, saying that Royal Marines were deployed to Ukraine to support the UK's diplomatic presence. They served no combat function. There we have a carrying of words, a, a dual reality, where they say they serve no combat function. And that's like saying the police, uh, you know, inside of a, uh, a school serve no combat function. No, they absolutely do. They're armed there and they're ready, in most cases, you'd hope, to protect people from harm. But that's exactly the type of dual reality they're trying to push. But this may be, uh, maybe this is what they are still doing there, and it isn't. I want you to listen. Isn't it fitting to have the leader of the Catholic Church warn of dark tidings to come? The Royal Marines stationed inside of Ukraine. Most likely the U.S. military has similar dark, uh, dark tactics at play within the war-torn country. And now the Ukrainian prime minister is claiming that in the past 12 hours, the U.N. nuclear watchdog, the IAEA, has agreed, uh, agreed to dispatch permanent members and teams to the country's nuclear power plants, including the Russian-controlled European largest power plant. With attacks around several plants, we risk a Chernobyl-style event, he says, but one ten times as disastrous, warns one international nuclear expert. There's a real concern here, he warns, that what comes next will bring a multinational nuclear incident to the forefront. According to officials, the IAEA missions are aimed at securing the plants, at recording all attempts to externally influence them. Uh, Schmeigel said that following a meeting in Paris with Raphael Grossi, the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, France is very active on this issue. The plant in Ukraine is at a precarious situation. We have started to explore ways to deepen protection. If we fail, the whole world fails. China is reported to have increased its military presence in the contested Taiwan waterways, according to new reports that say China has now sent a record 18 nuclear-capable bombers into the Taiwan air defense zone just days before Beijing banned more Taiwanese imports in the latest sign of what is deteriorating ties before war. The H-6 is China's longest distance bomber, or main long distance bomber, is able to carry nuclear payloads. It's rare for China to send more than just a few bombers in one day, but we now see events leading up to a final militarization or militarized action taking place as events like this have increased in recent weeks. The defense minister from Taiwan said 21 aircraft entered into the island's southwest air defense zone. This is the uh, defense identification zone over the last 24 hours. 18 nuclear-capable H-6 bombers. This represents the largest daily fly-in since uh, the first releasing of incursion data in September of 2020 was made public. 
the U.S. Navy, their P-8 Poseidon, is circling over Poland. A Russian MiG-31 fighter jet escorted a Norwegian P-3 Orion surveillance plane over the Barents Sea. Both countries are joining. Uh, Russian news agencies are reporting, citing Russian defense ministries who say that the West should stay to their own borders. Belarus has appointed a new head of Air Force and a new Air Defense Force leader. The U.S. military is reported to be in the final stages of sending uh, Ukraine Patriot missile systems, according to U.S. officials and a senior administration official. While the plan still needs approval by the defense secretary, it is said that this decision is all but done. It's now just waiting to be known how many uh, Patriot missile defense systems will be sent in and whether the Ukrainians are going to be trained up on them, which is going to take weeks or even months, or whether the U.S. will send in contractors, basically U.S. military personnel, ex-personnel, who will go in voluntarily to fight the Russians for and with Ukraine. It's not clear how many launchers will be sent in, but typically Patriot batteries include a radar set that detects and tracks its targets, computers, power-generating equipment, engagement control stations, and eight launchers, each holding four ready-to-fire missiles. We are very focused on air defense systems. Uh, that's Blinken telling local outlets. And we're working to make sure that the Ukrainians get those systems as fast as humanly possible. Binance, crypto. Customers withdrew $3 billion in a 24-hour period. The fallout is here. Two-thirds of all Kroger workers, people who work at the Kroger grocery store chain, say that they cannot afford basic expenses and have to use things like EBT just to get by. If Kroger and the purchase of Albertsons is approved, the company will employ three-quarters of a million people, 700,000 people. With less uh, competition, Kroger will increase their prices and decrease their wages. We are seeing right now a coming dis uh, dystopia that will alter our world forever. Serbia has threatened Albania and Kosovo and NATO, says outlets. Today we are approaching a point of no return in Kosovo. That's the state secretary of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs for Serbia. There are reports that the Russian military group, known as the Wagner Group, is currently on their way to Kosovo to fight alongside the people of that nation. This is turning out to be a large event that the world does not need at this time. Zelensky says that the invasion of Ukraine will only stop if Putin dies suddenly. That may be a, uh, a cue to spies and actors working inside of Russia. And in fact, we're starting to see Russia implement even stricter control measures to keep Putin away from anybody who could uh, you know, affect some sort of control over his life. Finally, some news out of Russia that we can all believe. A Russian MP, Popov, claims that British women now have to turn to prostitution to pay their <laughs> utility bills. Now, you might say, okay, well, that's harsh. But let me tell you something. We are starting to see a decrease in morality surrounding energy and surrounding the economy. People are turning to drug sales that never have before. People are turning to soliciting that never have before. 
people are scamming that never have before. So I can believe that we have people turning to one of the world's oldest yeah, professions I'm not giving just to get by, just to pay their bills. Finally, uh, Canada has banned crypto leverage and margin trading, says politicians who are pushing for that ban. This is after the X, uh, FTX collapse continues to just rock the bottom. Following Ukrainian strikes on the Russian Emerald base, now Russia appears to be spreading out aircraft to multiple air stations. Concerned that once again the Ukrainians and possibly their Western counterparts are engaging in war deep within Russian territory. Now this is bad. Goldman Sachs intends to discontinue the origination of unsecured consumer loans in the near future. Basically, they know that debt is going to be the next bubble. The housing bubble is already popping. The crypto bubble is popping. The food supply bubble is popping. They know that the unsecured debt bubble is going to drive bankruptcies across America. And so now they're moving away from that and saying, well, if you want money, you pony up something first. There's a red alert in the economy. New data showed that the inventory of new houses for sale in all states of construction in the USA ballooned up to half a million, up 21% from already high levels one year ago. This is the highest since 2008, the last market economic and housing crash we saw. U.S. household wealth fell, uh, fell by $400 billion in the third quarter, according to Reuters. Reports say that household wealth dropped by $13.1 trillion from January to September. This is the second worst destruction on individual wealth in history. The loss in real wealth from this time was about twice as large as the nominal loss after accounting for rapid inflation experienced this year. Inflation, they say, makes both debts and liabilities worth less in terms of your purchasing power. Warning signs are flashing red as household debt is waking up uh, after a 10-year nap, according to economists. Following a decade of no growth in debt in inflation-adjusted terms, real household debt is growing at the highest annual rate seen in almost history. Consumers are taking on debt. They're dipping into their savings. They're just trying to keep their head above water. One measure highlights this, according to a Federal Reserve report. The personal savings rate fall, uh, fell to 3.7% of disposable income. It was around 10% for the past 10 years. We're seeing reports of high-end robberies, many of them violent, soaring in cities across our world. The U.S. Energy Department said that it has finalized a new $2.5 billion loan to joint ventures of General Motors and LG. What for? Lithium-ion battery cell manufacturing facilities. Who has the most lithium reserves in the world? You've got it. Ukraine. Why do you think America is so damned to get in there? This is exactly why. Another crypto giant. Uh, maybe in the preparation stages for an all-out collapse. I want to get to a couple of viewer questions here, at least one. It's important for us to handle these questions every day. The first question comes to us from an individual that goes by Lee Lewis. Should we get a shortwave radio? Lee says, yes, absolutely. They're inexpensive. You can get them as cheap as $15. They're one way, so you're going to gather information with them rather than publish information or communicate information. But I think absolutely you should get a very, 
very long, extendable antenna. John Ray says, question, I am poor. My family, me and my family lives with my grandma. She lives in a neighborhood in a forest near a highway, close enough to walk to a nearby grocery store. We also live near a lake, but with alligators. Is this a good place to live for when the S hits the fan? John, that's an absolutely amazing place. Don't worry about your financial situation right now. Just try to get all of your critical bills paid. Spend the rest of the time gaining skill, camping, getting out there and hunting, getting out there and fishing. Uh, don't worry about the alligators uh, necessarily. If you're really concerned about them, you know, you, uh, there's things that you can do. You can go out there with, you know, a long stick, brush away. Uh, and of course, I'm not asking you or telling you to do anything dangerous. I don't think you should. But if I were to go into an area where I knew alligators were, I would want to knock down the grass, then weed whack the grass, give me a large amount of area that I can get to the water safely and I can see my surroundings, make sure because gators like to sit up on the bank and they're really, they don't want any part of you unless A, they're very desperate, very hungry. B, you have something like a small dog that you're carrying with you or they're trying to protect their animals, uh, their babies. So you'll want to knock down all the grass because you got to think about things like water moccasins too. Uh, knock down all the grass, weed whack or, or uh, destroy the grass, but you know, you can spray like a, uh, a salt and vinegar solution on it to kill the grass and that's natural. Uh, and then you have a wide area that you can get down to the water. You can gather your water to drink with, make sure you're filtering it back at your house, boiling it, absolutely. Uh, you can uh, fish at the waterway. You can, uh, you know, grow plants on the water using styrofoam to have your own kind of like uh, floating grow stations. There's lots of things that you can do. You live near a forest, you can uh, identify wild edibles. Doesn't take any money to do that. Uh, you can do some light trapping, light hunting. You can have some gorilla gardening in the forest. Great uh, under, uh, you know, great soil there under the canopy. Just pull back all the weeds and all the growth and everything. You've got great rich soil from centuries likely of uh, deterioration, compost. You live near a grocery store. You have a resupply. Did you say it was in walking distance? But yeah, enough to walk to. Try not to uh, use locomotion too much. Get a bike, uh, get a basket, get a backpack, and use that instead of putting gas in the car. It's okay to be in whatever financial position you are in. Get the critical bills done. That's the things that everyone needs to live and survive as we know it. For many people, that's keeping your electricity on, uh, making sure that everybody stays in a climate that they are not just comfortable with, but most survivable within that means within you know the 55 to 75 range depending on an individual's needs then you need to make sure your water is there and you need to make sure that uh, you know you can keep the lights on you can keep people healthy keep the fridge going i know lots of people that survive without electricity and they do it just fine they have a general generator that's running they get bought so, uh, you know, it's more expensive, of course, to run a generator unless you're really, really going to limit yourself on the hours run. But there's things that you can do. If you're not in a financial position to buy lots of things, get a bunker, you know, uh, you know move to a, a military-grade under underground base, don't worry about it. You're in a good position, and so is your grandma. Be there to take care of her, take care of the ones that take care of you in turn. Most of all, do good for other people. I hope that that answer helps. And if you guys think I've missed anything, please leave, it, uh, leave a comment down in the comment box. Please leave one thumbs up on this video. I want to get to 10,000 thumbs up. So we got to 9,000, 8,000 yesterday, 9,000 the day before, seven the day before that, 
I want to get to 10,000 thumbs up. So if you want to give me a, a holiday present, please click that thumbs up button. From my family to yours, stay safe and keep watch. Make sure that you're checking out nutrientsurvival.com if you want long duration food stored. Use the code FSS15 to get 15% off your uh, total order. Contingency Medical has antibiotics from real doctors. Use the code FSS10 for a discount. And usaburkeyfilters.com, they have some IOSAPs coming back in, radiation uh, pills. Check them out and see if they are in stock right now. And if not, if you're interested in a Berkey, you can use the code FSS10 there. Please, everyone, stay safe. Much love to you and your family. Keep watch. Keep your head on a swivel. Watch your back and be ready for what comes next. The China Seas. Marriage is legal in all 50 states. It is the law of the land. Joe Biden signed the law and everybody was smiling about it. This is one of the very, very few laws that was passed, not because something had been done, but because they wanted to prevent something that might happen in the future. See, with practically every other law, it's in response to something that's already happened. This was taken up as a preventative measure. And the main reason that it was done was to make sure that the Dobbs Supreme Court ruling can't be reversed. Because you have people like Clarence Thomas saying that that's what these right-wingers intended to do. They're going to revisit the Dobbs decision. And the Democrats wanted to make sure that the Supreme Court's gay marriage ruling couldn't be overturned. And what was the response of Biden and the Democrats? all smiles. All of a sudden, Washington works because they had like a dozen or so senators who also went for it as well. And let's be clear, this law went from being a suggestion back in June, right after the Supreme Court reversed Roe v. Wade, and here we are just six months later, and you now have a national law with bipartisan support. All of a sudden, the filibuster is not a problem. Isn't that what the Democrats scream on everything? Oh, we can't get anything done. The filibuster, the filibuster, the filibuster. Oh, the Republicans, they've gone over the top when it comes to the extremism. And yet, for some reason, you had like a dozen senators for the Republican Party who went along with signing this into law. They supported it. They voted for it. All of a sudden, the GOP isn't quaking in fear of their base. They're not scared of the rubes out there who cling to their Bibles and guns. All of a sudden, they can go ahead and vote like they're in California or something. And notice that this law got signed right after the midterms. And that's when it got passed. These laws take months, if not years, to negotiate in both houses of Congress. And for at least a dozen Republicans who supported it, it tells you they've been on board with this since the very beginning. Biden didn't just talk them into it in the last few months. These guys were already supportive of this before now. But Biden and the Democrats, they didn't push for a Senate vote until after the midterms were over. See, they already knew that the Democrat-controlled House would support this law. So the emphasis was going to be on getting Republicans to support it as well. And you see how fast it flew through this U.S. Senate. That thing just sent right through. So what does that tell you? There was already a backroom deal about this long before the midterm election took place. And the entire point of the backroom deal was made clear. Oh, the Susan Collins and the Mitt Romneys and others, they were supporting of this, but just don't make it uncomfortable with this. Wait till after the midterms are over. That way we don't have to have any sort of political price that gets paid when a lot of our own voters wonder why we've supported it. You know, memories are short. They'll get over it in time. But the Republicans were already on board with it. Just wait till after the midterms so that the GOP doesn't have it as a major issue against them. 
And that tells you that people like Mitch McConnell basically gave a wink and a nod to it. In only six months, the Democrats went from fretting about the Supreme Court repealing gay marriage to making it the law of the land. And this law was written because there's a lot of LGBT donors who give big political donations. You know, people like Ed Buck, the longtime Clinton buddy and serial killer who murdered numerous black men. Speaking of black men, Don Lemonade, of course, was on the air. And he made sure that he brought his lifestyle partner with him so he could show everybody at home, see, hey, when you think of this law, you should think about me. This guy's doing his virtue signaling and trying to score political points. He wants people to be looking at him. He never seems to understand that this is not about black people. He doesn't even like black people. He's probably told himself that because he's a gay man in an interracial relationship, that this law is doubly relevant to him. He certainly would like everybody to think so. Why it was written just for Don Lemonade. And Robin Roberts will be telling herself the same thing. And they're both wrong. The reason that this law passed, the reason that it was written, was for the exact same reason that Loving v. Virginia was successful in the courts. Because there's white people who wanted this to happen. They didn't want any restrictions on their freedoms. The only way this benefits you as a black person is if you're in a relationship with a white one. This is white supremacy all day. And know the claptrap about how this is meant to protect interracial marriage, that's a lie. They already knew that if they said this is just about LGBT marriage, there would be a heck of a lot more opposition against it. So instead, they decide, well, we're going to piggyback on interracial marriage as well. And what we're going to say is that we're actually trying to do something more. It's not just about LGBT rights. This is about rights in general. It's about a whole lot of people. When in fact, it's not. Absolutely nobody in their right mind seriously believes that Clarence Thomas, the most self-centered person on the Supreme Court, is actually going to vote if should a lawsuit come their way. He would actually, one, entertain such a lawsuit. Do you really believe that Clarence Thomas would actually say, yeah, well, we should consider this, we should consider ruling on it? And two, even if he did, does anyone truly believe that Clarence Thomas, who is married to a white woman, would actually hand out a ruling saying, yeah, we need to go ahead and make it where interracial marriage can be completely and thoroughly left up to the states? Anyone believe that Clarence Thomas of all people would go along with that? This is a man who doesn't let anybody disagree with him for any reason. And speaking of Uncle Thomas, Biden said that back in June, Clarence Thomas and his big mouth was the entire reason the Democrats needed to hurry up and pass a law to protect gay marriage. Because Clarence Thomas was running his mouth saying that after the Roe v. Wade reversal, well, gee, it's time to revisit that Dobbs ruling, too. You know, that one probably needs to be revisited, too. And we know why Clarence Thomas was feeling his oats. And he wanted to let the left know that all of their judicial issues were in his crosshairs. He did it as a means to tee them up. As far as he was concerned, we're, we're going to own the left for the day. Well, this wasn't about the judiciary for him. This was about settling old scores and getting even with the people who had humiliated him 30 years ago. But as with so many other things, Clarence Thomas is finding out the hard way that he would have been far better off if he had just stayed quiet. If he had pretended to respect past judicial precedents and just not say anything about the Roe v. Wade reversal, say, well, you know, some, some circumstances are very different than now, and they were in the 70s, blah, 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 whatever. He could go ahead and just say, oh, you know, of course, of course, we respect stare decisis. If a judicial ruling's handed down, you know, we've got to make sure that the laws have integrity. It can't just be one thing one day and another through the next. He could go ahead and do that claptrap and then turn around the next day and reverse the Dobbs decision all the same. 
But like all these right-wingers, Uncle Thomas has a fundamental weakness of character that compels him to declare his evil plans like some James Bond villain. And like a James Bond villain, Clarence Thomas has been foiled. All those people who he thought that he was going to put the fear of God into, you know, he scared them all right, scared them into action. But they were not acting on the behalf of black people. Biden has categorically ignored black people, but now that there's something that a non-black constituency wants, he shamelessly decides that he's going to use, or rather misuse, abuse is actually the word I should be using, the experience of black people in this country and turn it into a stalking horse to get support for something that he knew that he would have a far, far harder time trying to pass without it. But of course, this nothing burger wouldn't be complete without the Democrats' mascots, the congressional black talkers weighing in. They're concerned about a lot of things, like police violence against black people, voting rights. Not one of those things has come to fruition, by the way. No matter these CBC's lofty promises to the black community, the Democrats can't get anything done for black folks because there's just not enough support. It's the filibuster you see. Oh, D.C. is so polarized. Why? There's gridlock, gridlock. Oh, and meanwhile, pass that gay marriage bill. We're going to inside that. Zip just flew right through. See, when you talk about punishing the police, you're mentioning things that black people would be the beneficiaries of. It would be very difficult to try to shoehorn everybody into that one. So the Respect for Marriage Act is like affirmative action. White people would be the primary beneficiaries of it, but they'll claim that, well, there's a few black folks who are in relationships with these white beneficiaries, and it might apply to them as well. You know, they're kind of getting some of the side benefit of it, depending on who they're with. It's the same old game that if black people get something from a particular policy, that everybody has to get something too. In fact, it must be changed so that non-black people become the primary beneficiaries and black people might perhaps get some minor benefit from it somewhere down the road, but it won't apply to very many black people and the benefits won't amount to very much. And speaking of things that don't amount to very much, Negro Jim Clyburn, America's favorite sharecropper, was leading the charge to cheerlead this law being passed. And he repeated the lie that interracial couples will be safe because of this. See, that's what he was told to say. Joe Biden told him, oh, make sure you rent to interracial couples, you know, because everybody knows there's a whole bunch of swirlers and intersectionalists out there. And, Negro Jim Clyburn said, you, you sound right, Moss. You sound right. You know, I'm, you know, I'm telling you, this is good for everybody. So much for stop sloganizing, huh, nigga Jim? So let's recap. Last year, there was unanimous support from Biden and both houses of Congress for the Asian hate crime bill. He got that done in his first five months in office. This year, he's got the gay marriage law passed. Only took six months <laughs> to pull that off. He's getting all this done in his first term. No talk about, well, you guys, um, I got to get reelected first. He didn't tell the Asian community, I got I to gotta get reelected, man. I mean, you got to be reasonable, man. I got to get reelected. Doesn't do any good for us to uh, pa pa pass a law and then we become a one-term presidency. We, we need all eight years to get things done. They're not telling that to everybody. They didn't tell the LGBT community, well, that's too controversial. 
making gay marriage the law of the land. For uh, it's one thing to have a Supreme Court ruling on it, because you know the judges are unelected and they don't have to worry about getting reelected next year or the year after. But we do, politicians do. So it's too controversial. Too con- the country's just not ready. They didn't say that. They say it is. Oh no, we're gonna go ahead and get this done. We're gonna have a bunch of Republicans who sign off on it too. They're not telling everybody else what they can't do. Everybody else shows up and they're not being told the filibuster is too big a hurdle to get over. Asian hate crime bill, why that's too controversial. We need to have one that covers everybody. Gay marriage law, well, too controversial. That would be really unpopular. You don't see James Carville and the rest of the walking garbage talking about how, oh, if we do something like this, this is going to galvanize them folks in the red states. We don't need to be doing that. We, we need to be real careful. You, you, you got these extremists. You got these people on the fringe pushing for all these stupid stuff. It's going to cost us elections. The only time they ever mention any nonsense about a policy that you're demanding is going to cost us the election. The only time they talk about that is been something that black people are advocating for. They're all of a sudden, well, that's going to cost us the election. But very interesting how the Democrats discover their spine and their nerve for anyone except for black people. So last year was the Asian hate crime bill. This year is the gay marriage law. I think it won't be very long before there's some sort of amnesty for illegal aliens. That DHS notice that I told you about a couple of days ago, notice how like a little checklist, here the Democrats are going through their list of people who they want political support from. And they're showing that they're going to be doing things for them. But what they haven't done is anything for black people. The closest that Biden has come to doing anything for black folks was his do-nothing, pointless executive order that basically gave some suggestions for what federal law enforcement ought to do, but there's no real demands. But it's an executive order, and as we all know, people have been telling Biden from the jump to use executive orders to get this or that done, and Biden has vehemently refused to just go on an orgy of executive orders. At least not as far as big things are concerned. He'll do it with small stuff, not for anything big. And what was the reason that Biden gave for not using executive orders to do the big important things? He said he didn't want to use executive orders to do big stuff because the next Republican president could simply repeal the executive order. He said that when it comes to really big stuff, he wants to get legislation passed. And that's exactly what he's done. So the Asians get legislation. The LGBT community gets legislation, and black people, the bone of the Democratic Party, the people who put Biden in the White House, get an executive order, which, as Biden himself pointed out, can and will be reversed by the very next Republican who gets into the White House. And that tells you everything you need to know about the Democratic Party's policies and Biden's own commitment to the black community. So much for I've got your backs. I've got the black community's backs. They've had my back and I've got yours. Yeah, so much for that, huh? In the next few months, the primary season will start. And at some point, Biden's going to have to make his pitch for why black folks need to come back and support him again for four more years. Just remember, when it comes time to talk about what he's done for the black folks who put him in office, for the Asians, he'll talk about the hate crime laws. For the LGBT community, he's going to talk about the Respect for Marriage Act. He'll say he was the president who made gay marriage the law of the land. And for black people, he'll talk about an executive order he signed. Oh, he'll also be sure to mention that Juneteenth was made to a federal holiday. This week, government bureaucrats like Biden can take the day off. Oh, and he'll also say that he made Katanji Brown a Supreme Court justice. 
Now that benefits only Katanji Brown and no one else. See, they don't go up to these other groups and say, why, we made this Asian person a U.S. attorney. Now go vote for us. They don't do that with other groups. They don't come up to other groups and say, well, we did this symbolic gesture, and that's why you got to vote for us. They come up to other groups with tangible, something that these people can look at and they can actually quantify how it benefits them. They don't come up to them with aspirational, vicarious, live your life through someone else. They do things for the entire group when they talk to these other constituencies. If a Hispanic or an Asian or a red Indian person is put in a high office or gets some sort of high political position, the discussion is all about what they're going to do for their group. When it's a black person who gets that position, it's simply about what an inspiration they are to other black people. Black people are told we have to settle for some bootlicking shill that we can look up to, while these other groups are told that they're going to get something that empowers and protects them. And just like that, D.C. gridlock only applies to traffic no longer applies to the legislature. Hell, just look at the Crown Act. That's supposed to be a law that if it was enacted, it would protect black people in general and black women in specific from race-based harassment based on their hair. And although the House has passed it, it stalled in the Senate. The House passed that thing back in March and ain't gone anywhere since. So both Democrats and Republicans know how to work together when they want to. But you know what the killing part is for me? Even if the Crown Act had passed, the Crown Act is a poor substitute for the tangibles and protections that we're supposed to be getting. The tangibles and protections that all these other groups get without opposition. There was no filibuster by the GOP when it came to the Asian hate crime law or this Gay Marriage Act. And these supposed to be some of the Republicans' foundational issues, the way they tell it. After all, the Supreme Court, which was put there by the Republicans and Mitch McConnell in particular, they were the ones saying, oh, yeah, we're looking at that Dobbs decision. We think that one needs to be reexamined. That was probably a bad call. We think we might want to reverse it. But when it comes to black people, all of a sudden, there's no point in even trying to bring anything to the floor. You're going to need a two-thirds vote majority and to get past the filibuster. Well, there's nothing we can do. See, the Republicans and Democrats work together. The Democrats sit here and say that they want to pass something, but it's the Republicans' job to give them cover for the laws that they don't really want to pass. They can just blame on the Republicans and say, well, we've tried, oh, we, we tried, but those mean old Republicans you see is those Republicans you see, just like those racist, corrupt prosecutors who hide behind the grand juries and say, well, you know, we, we tried to bring a case against that cop who murdered a black person in cold blood and an armed black person shot him in the back or what have you. And we tried to... It was the grand jury, you see, so you can't blame us. But even for all of that, it still won't stop Biden from trying to hype up what little he claims to have done for black people as if he moved heaven and earth on our behalf when he hasn't. Everybody else is going to get tangible policies. Black people will get empty gestures. So the Democratic project to cobble together a non-black voter base is proceeding apace. These are the political gestures that are meant to get these other groups to become more open to the Democrats. And don't be surprised when you see the Democrats throwing olive branches at those Republican voters, too. You know, the casual racist, read white moderates. They're going to be testing the waters to see how many socially liberal Republicans there are out there who are willing to vote for the Democrats if the Democrats appeal to them on social issues. Because both those would-be Biden Republicans and those Democrats all understand that as long as black people aren't going to get anything out of a policy, then okay, they can be persuaded to look at voting for Biden in two years, as long as they understand that the status quo won't change. 
everything the black media told you was going to happen is happening. The people who said that Biden would do things for black people because 2020 showed him what could happen if he didn't, they look real stupid now, don't they? Biden had these fools in his pocket the moment that they voted for him. Once he won the presidency, he didn't need those black voters anymore. And just like Obama before him, Biden has spent the last two years going out of his way to show black people that he does not care what happens to us. And the Democratic Party as a group has been doing the same. Well, I think that come election time, we need to make it a point to return the favor. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Sakina Collins, Kimba Shakur, Rashan Aizu, Suleiman Alaji, and Cynthia Nixon. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you.